Hey friends, I'm really excited about this episode we're about to do with Mike Lewis at Zeal Optic. And just want to make sure you uh, hear uh, right away, you can get a 10% discount on any of the goggles or sunglasses that Zeal is offering and a portion of the proceeds will come back to support the Why on Earth community. Uh, you can do that through the link, zealop.link slash whyonearth. So that's Z-E-A-L-O-P dot L-I-N-K slash Y-O-N-E-A-R-T-H. So hope you enjoy that and uh, hope you enjoy this episode with Mike. Welcome to the Why on Earth Community Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron William Perry, and today we're visiting with Mike Lewis here at Zeal Optics. Hey, Mike. Hey, Aaron. How thanks are you? Thanks for having me. Doing great. Happy to be here. Happy here. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm really excited about, uh, about this episode, and I'm a big fan of Zeal and have actually been wearing your guys' sunglasses Love for your a few years now. So, uh, and we'll get into some of what you guys are doing in innovation around materials and sustainability and the ways that you're giving back and uh, hopefully a lot of folks in our uh, community and audience will uh, get some zeal products for their own use or for gifts or what have you yeah that'd be great and hopefully the message and our mission and vision really resonate with them as well yeah i i have a feeling that they will. <laughs> i should know yeah. <laughs> from what i know about why on earth yeah, yeah exactly so mike lewis is the director of marketing at zeal optics He's a Colorado native and has focused his career on the outdoor industry with a particular focus on sustainability. With degrees in environmental science and journalism from the University of Colorado Boulder and an MBA in sustainability and marketing from the Illinois Institute of Technology, Mike's goal has been to find ways to showcase how brands can profitably impact and lead the environmental conversation. Before joining Zeal Optics in 2013 uh, and becoming director of marketing, he served as editor-in-chief for Trans World Business. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's so fun for me, Mike, and I'm smiling because as we were setting up the equipment before we started recording, we were talking about the upcoming ski season and getting kind of excited for uh, getting up there in the snowy country. and. You know, I love, we're right here in downtown Boulder, Colorado, and this is one of the storefronts that I always enjoy walking by and popping into uh, because of what you guys are doing. And I guess before we get into the, the, the sustainability stuff, let's just talk real quick about uh, the kinds of products you're making available. Yeah, for sure. So we focus on sunglasses and goggles, ski goggles specifically. And you know, these are you know, really gear for any sport in the outdoors, you know, especially here in places like Colorado where we have so much sunshine, so much UV light coming through. It's essential to have a good pair of shades. But you know, really for adventures anywhere around the world, um, you know, this is a great way to marry our passion for outdoor sports and for sustainability in a product that everybody needs and uses. Yeah, very cool. And we're gonna, uh at the end of the episode, we're going to do a bit of a walk around around the store and show you guys all the different products. There's really a lot to look at, and it's so beautifully laid out. It really it, there's a nice aesthetic uh, experience coming in uh, here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it. So, uh, and I, I also I I want to ask you a bit about your background mm -hmm. and what you were doing in your 
your studies that led to now what you're doing professionally? Yeah, so growing up in Colorado, uh, my parents were huge outdoor enthusiasts, been you know, backpacking and you know, skiing since I could, before I could walk, really. Yeah. And you know, over a lifetime of traveling around the world, seeing amazing places, and you know, seeing those change on you know, a timeline that shouldn't be the case has you know, really taken what started as an interest in nature and natural processes and you know, geology and climatology and you know, shifted that to a focus on you know, how we can use our voices, how we can use you know, whatever reach that we have, whatever leverage we have to make an impact and get people to think and you know, hopefully change the, the way they operate. So, you know, it's been a it's been a fun journey and you know one that's you know constantly changing for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is causing me to think about something I've uh, reflected on and, and even written about a little bit, which is the evolution of the culture here in Colorado. And I also, as you know, grew up uh, did a lot of my growing up in the Denver area, and it has been remarkable to see this region uh, grow from a pretty sort of white bread uh, kind of meat and potatoes culture into a very uh, progressive culture leading a lot of innovations in the sustainability arena and also has a, a very strong and healthy ecosystem of entrepreneurship, right? And it's when those two are coming together, I think that we see a lot of exciting action. It's not to say there aren't other hot spots around the country and around the world. Indeed, there are, but I think you know, this is one of the one of the special ones. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you have a very good point on reflecting on that. And growing up, Colorado was incredibly red, and you know, seeing it skew now, you know, more and more blue, purplish, as you know, yeah. like to say, yeah. is you know very nice. But at the same time, it's taken a huge influx of population, which has changed a lot of the recreation opportunities that we enjoy around here too. Yeah. So you know, there's always trade-offs in life. Yeah, yeah, that's really true. Yeah, yeah. Well. It's a good place to be. I, I sure do love 100%. and appreciate it. So I, I'd like to ask a bit about Zeal's history and you know how a goggles and sunglasses company is helping lead the conversation with sustainability and the materials being used in the products. Yeah, great question. So the company was actually founded in 1997 in Moab, Utah by a, a couple that were professional mountain bikers and huge skiers. And they wanted to start an optics company that lived up to you know, the, the rigorous you know, nature of the products that they needed. You know, the optics on the market just weren't serving their needs. And they moved to Boulder a couple years afterwards just for you know, better access to distribution and you know, a talent pool, et cetera. And you know, they were very focused on these sports and the technical aspects. And you know, the focus on sustainability was there, but not really a driving part of the business. And in 2010, Maui Jim purchased the company. And we're really, really looking at the technology, the patents, the intellectual property that, Maui, or that Zeal Optics had, and decided to you know, find some ways to you know, really re-engineer it from a design standpoint and to refocus its niche on sustainability. You know, the optics world is so big and it's so competitive that you know, looking at the Boulder market, looking at you know, the younger outdoor consumer, they saw an opening for that. And we had the opportunity to take this brand and really reshape it and figure out 
how we can continually push you know, what goes into our products, the messaging, as well as what we're doing as a brand to give back to the, the community and the world. Yeah, it to me uh, is such an interesting microcosm to dig into a little bit when a company identifies an opportunity for competitive advantage right. by leading the pack when it comes to sustainability attributes and uh, qualifications. But part of the hope is that leadership also means the industry is going to transform and, and do some catching up. And have you already seen that kind of phenomena out there with the other uh, brands that maybe have more you know market reach already? Yeah, most definitely. There's when we started, uh, we were the only ones with our full line being made from plant-based materials. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of other brands step into that, mm -hmm. um, you know, following suit, as well as larger players, you know, launching you know, smaller collections that use similar materials um, and you know, pushing the boundaries on what other materials exist. Mm. You know, we're still the only ones that have 100% of our line using that side of things. Yeah. But you know, especially on the goggle side, we're a very small player and there's just very few factories on that side. Mm. And so getting the materials to a place where we can use plant-based materials requires you know, other larger players to kind of come along for the ride. Yeah. So we have actually been actively reaching out to our competitors and you know, showcasing materials that exist and how well they perform and lobbying that you know, people get on board. You know, at the end of the day, especially on the snow side, you know, that's the bleeding edge of the impact of climate change. And you know, if we're not espousing what we're telling our you know, customers, then we're, we're doing it wrong. We're destined to fail. Yeah, yeah that's a really good point. Well, it's been wild uh, to watch some of the evolution in the, the outdoor industry in, in particular. And you mentioned uh, the founders of Zeal coming originally from Utah. And of course, there was recently a major uh, shift with the big outdoor annual convention uh, moving from Utah to Colorado. And I'm, I'm curious um, if uh, these conversations with some of these larger competitors are turning into opportunities for collaboration? Are you, are you seeing a generally collaborative atmosphere across the industry or is it a little more siloed than that? It, it depends. As a larger industry, 100%. Yeah. So the Outdoor Industry Association is based here in Boulder, Colorado, and they have a sustainability working group that is focused on you know, how as an industry, as you know, product specialists, as marketers, you know, really drill down into the various aspects of all of our businesses. We can improve our processes, how we can certify our factories, our supply chains, and you know, that on kind of the global scale, if you will, for, yeah. from an industry standpoint is, is huge. And you see you know, very close competitors working together on that front. As far as working closely with your direct competitors, you know that's still a little touchy at this point, sure, but we're, sure. we're getting there, and we all collaborate. You know, the, every it's a very small industry, but very influential at this point, especially in you know, the Western states and growingly or globally. Yeah, yeah. Well, and if what I'm about to ask, you know, is 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 verging into the realm of proprietary and uh, strategic trade secrets and so on, let me know. But I'm very curious. You know, what is Zeal's plan looking out over five years? Is the idea to get acquired and, and help you know to grow further off that? stronger capital you know balance sheet of a larger corporation or are you guys anticipating continuing to grow and, and diversify your offerings as a as a standalone player out there yeah i mean we're very fortunate as i mentioned we were purchased by uh, maui gym yeah. a few years back about a decade now yeah and maui gym is the last independently held large-scale optics company okay. in the world okay, i cool. mean they are 
on the scale, they're, they are bigger than any other one single brand. Huh. You know, they are actively being pursued by the Luxoticas of the world, but you know, the owner of the brand is very focused on doing what he does and his team does very well, and that is optics. You know, they make cool. sunglasses, eyeglasses, and with uh, Zeal, goggles. Yeah, so. very cool. That reminds me of some of the real leadership of folks like Yvonne Chouinard with Patagonia and the, the folks out at Cliff Bar and others who, you know, have chosen to stay sort of independent and continue to grow and provide the leadership that that, that independence allows. It's a lot easier to focus on your mission when you don't have shareholders breathing yeah. down your neck. That's so. right. That's right. That's <laughs> no, we're in, we're in a good spot for that. Yeah. That's great, Mike. Well, listen, I first heard about Zeal Optics a, a, a few years ago now at a presentation here in town uh, with folks from the uh, Story of Stuff. Yeah. Right. And um, I would love if you could tell us a little about what they're up to and, and how that overlaps with what you guys are doing. So they are very focused on the lifespan of products. Yeah and you know, really dissecting what goes into things and getting people to think about what their decisions as consumers, what our decisions as businesses mean to the impact on our environment, on our society. And you know, that really resonated when I started talking with uh, Steve Wilson, who used yep. to be there, um, yep. who was uh, leading the talk here. And you know, we had some incredible conversations. It was um, that's, that's great to hear. That's how you connected with the brand, yeah. and has really you know led us to continue to focus on how we're continually improving what we're doing. That's great. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I think we'll probably make a quick reference to a story of stuff in the show notes if folks are interested in diving deeper on that. Um, so I want to I want to kind of geek out a little bit on the on the technical stuff. So what, what's going on with the materials? Can we talk like polymers or, you know, uh, extrusion technology? I don't know. What are you guys doing? Yeah, so, I mean, the primary story from a raw material standpoint is on our sunglasses. Yeah. So the majority of our sunglasses are made with a material we call Z-resin in the frames yeah. and loom polarized in the lenses. And that is all derived from the caster plant. So the castor plant is basically a weed that grows on you know, marginal agricultural lands, can be grown on the you know, edges of you know, other fields, etc. And we, har we harvest this in Switzerland. And if anybody's familiar with castor oil, that nasty taste and stuff, it's super easy to produce and it has very similar properties to your typical uh, petroleum-based oils. Mm. So rather than using the petroleum-based oil, we replace that with the castor oil and it makes for you know, an incredibly lightweight and durable material for the frames and there's super clear material for the lenses. And you know, it's really interesting when people hear sustainably focused uh, products or materials, they typically think there's gonna be a trade-off. So it's either gonna be more expensive or you know, subpar quality. And the majority of our sunglasses are at 149 in the US, which is right on par with substantially you know, poor optical quality products out there. Mm. And we have, the same, um, we have the same warranty, the same quality standards that uh, Maui Gym does for their frames. Yeah. So you know, yeah. from a quality standpoint and a price, you really, the advancements in plastics, in plant-based plastics has come a long way. 
Yeah. And if I can uh, touch on another material we just launched. Um, we just launched a, a new sunglass frame that's called Seagrass. Okay. So that's made from a mixture of recycled PET and agricultural grasses. So like waste products from hemp, rice, straw, things like the stalks of those. And those get mixed together and you know that, that chafe from the agricultural materials is almost like a rebar in concrete. So it makes it, again, super lightweight, incredibly durable, and the, you can see the little flecks of uh, grasses in there. So each frame's a little bit different, but the feel on it is super smooth. It's almost like a matte rubber, and I want to show you some of those here in a little bit, but that's really cool. excited on that, and always looking for new materials. Yeah, that's really exciting. And, and let me just mention, folks, that uh, uh, we've got a very special uh, for-profit, non-profit partnership going and uh, folks can go to Zeal um, Optic uh, slash Why on Earth. In fact, I may be reading the link wrong. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes for sure, but at any rate, if you go to that link, you'll get a 10% discount and some of the proceeds will come back to the Why on Earth community to support our podcast series and our community mobilization work. Um, so it's just a great opportunity. Not only is there already yeah. excellent value, but you're offering folks in our community another 10% uh, discount on that. Yeah, and supporting Why on Earth and all the great work that you guys do as yeah. well, which is a big part of our mission is giving back to organizations such as yours. Yeah, it's super appreciated. And I got to give you a shout out for connecting us with the folks over at 1% for the planet. And uh, now Why on Earth is one of the nonprofits approved in that ecosystem. And of course, we recently published a podcast with Kate Williams the CEO over there and they're doing so much work. So it's this kind of collaboration is the uh, sort of thing I get really excited about and love mentioning that in the uh, sustainable development goals that our global community has created together, of which there are 17, the final, the 17th is uh, partnerships and collaboration. And I think this is a really uh, fun example of what that can look like. Walk the talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, let me uh, ask you about some of the other uh, partnership work you guys are doing. I know you've got a, a really special thing going on with the National Forest Partnership for Tree Planting. Yeah, so we work with the uh, National Forest Foundation here in the U.S. And each year we run a campaign called Buy a Zeal, Plant a Tree. And it actually started this uh, last Monday on November 16th and runs through the end of the year. So this is the fifth year we've been doing it. And it started by, you know, just you know, we partnered with the NFF, which is the marketing arm of the National Forest Service. And we were just doing the plannings for things sold on our website. And our uh, staff, the Maui Gym staff, our retailers got so far behind it that we're now doing it in every uh, channel of trade globally. Um, we are, we're fortunate through Maui Gym to have distribution distribution centers all over the world and yeah. have grown like crazy in Canada, Europe, Australia. So for this year, we've added Tree Canada as a recipient in mm. Canada and uh, Planted Arc, which runs the Seedling Bank and National Tree Day down in Australia. So really cool to see the momentum on that. Last year, we planted 10,000 trees with this campaign. And this year, we're looking to uh, grow that by 50%. So hopefully we're able to meet our goals with COVID this year. It's definitely going to be an interesting one, but you know, excited to be you know right in the heart of, of this. Um, additionally, for every um, pair sold 
on Giving Tuesday through our yeah. partners, we'll be planting 10 trees as well. So perfect timing to go to that link that Aaron's gonna publish in here and uh, give back to Why on Earth and plant 10 trees in our national forests. Yeah, that's really what a win-win-win. <laughs> when we're talking about regenerative economics and yep. how to uh, put value into a bunch of different uh, localities and actions with a single purchase like this, man, that, that is so powerful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of us enjoy wearing sunglasses. Many of us need goggles. And so when we're making these purchasing decisions, I love that this provides an option to do so much good with that. Yeah, with all the fires that we've seen this year as well, there's so many areas that are in dire need of reforestation to, you know, keep our soil on the land. Yeah, no doubt about so. it. No doubt. And then it sounds like in the summertime, you've got another program you're doing that focuses more on the uh, oceans. Is that right? Yeah. So this uh, just this year in 2020, we had plans to launch a program called Shades for Seas. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to go um, all of Earth Month, but every place was pretty much locked down at that point. So we wound up launching it in uh, June of this year. But basically, the, we took that concept and worked with an organization called Plastic Bank up in uh, British Columbia. It has a very cool model, if you're not familiar with it, but basically it, they work with communities around the globe to buy recovered plastics, and then they pay them in what's basically a microloan to you know, sponsor you know, small economies in these areas and get them out of recurrent poverty. But anyway, for every pair of uh, sunglasses, goggles, accessory lenses, any zeals um, that was sold during that time, we pulled five pounds of plastic out of the ocean. Wow. And you know, the goal is to make this an annual thing, just like buy a zeal, plant a tree, and uh, run that for all of Earth Month with you know, kind of the uh, climax around it on uh, Earth Day. That is so cool. Wow. And that's called Plastic Bank? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah I, I'll make note of that as well. Um, this is so exciting. So let me uh, remind our audience that uh, this is the Why on Earth Community podcast, and I'm your host, Aaron William Perry, and today we're visiting with Mike Lewis, the Director of Marketing at Zeal Optics. I want to give a shout-out to our sponsors and uh, some of the wonderful companies we're collaborating with to make this podcast series possible, as well as our community mobilization work. And uh, that includes Earth Coast Productions, the Lidge Family Foundation, Alpine Botanicals, Purium, Earth Hero, Vera Herbals, Growing Spaces, Soil Works, Earth Water Press, 1% for the Planet, Zeal Optics, Dr. Bronner's, and Waylay Waters. Also, a huge shout out to our ambassadors and others in the Wine Earth community who have joined our monthly giving program. And if you haven't joined yet, you can go to wineearth.org, click on the donate button, and set up any amount you'd like on a monthly basis. Uh, if you give at certain levels, $33 and above, you'll get monthly shipments of the hemp infused aromatherapy soaking salts from Waylay Waters. And they're sourcing that hemp from organic and biodynamic growers uh, here in Colorado. So it's another example of the win-win regenerative economics that we're all developing together. So just a huge thanks to everybody uh, making all this possible. And again, uh, remember there's a special link uh, that we're providing so that you can get to Zeal Optics and uh, get your 10% discount while also 
uh, helping to get some of those proceeds also back to Why on Earth uh, for that work. So uh, we'll say also zealoptics.com. Um, you can connect with Mike and his team on social media. It's at zealoptics on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, we'll also mention uh, 1% for the planet, uh, and they're at 1% for the planet.org. And uh, nationalforests.org is a resource you can go to on the uh, tree planting work that's being done. So let's talk real quick about uh, 1% for the planet and and how you guys are collaborating and kind of what's happening in in that ecosystem. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Such a cool organization and was just catching up with our uh, regional um, contact for them uh, yesterday. And really need to hear that they have added over 2,000 businesses this year and that the brand awareness around 1% is up to almost 40% here in the States and growing by leaps and bounds internationally. But what that organization does is to become a member of it as a business, you have to um, dedicate 1% of your gross sales to nonprofits that work on sustainability, such as Why on Earth. And for nonprofits to become a part of that, they have to be vetted to show that their work is directly giving back to creating you know, more sustainable ways of life and you know, giving back to the planet as well. Yeah. So you know, not only is it a way as a business to ensure that you are giving to you know, verified and reputable nonprofits, yeah. but as a, you know, a, a person in our society to better vet when a company says they're doing good and are focused on environmental issues that they're not greenwashing. You know, this is a, a seal of approval that is very well vetted, as well as on the nonprofit side too. Yes, so yeah. it's a great way to channel programs like Buy a Zeal, Plant a Tree, uh, Shades for Seas, and then you know all of the other things that we do throughout the year as well. Yeah, it's it's so wonderful, and you know, one percent off of the top line—that's often a very substantial uh, portion of a company's profits. And, you know, if a company's, you know, say doing 10% net profits, you know, that 1% represents 10% of those profits. Yeah. So it's a, a very significant uh, commitment. And I love, too, that they've recently launched a program where we as individuals yeah. uh, can engage and give 1% of our earnings uh, for the work we're doing at the individual level. And uh, we're actually in the process of developing a whole system of achievement badges for our ambassadors okay and one of them is becoming a one percent contributor so uh, that's another fun way for us all to kind of engage in this work together and uh, with our ambassadors with these badges coming out soon uh, a way to sort of demonstrate what what you've already accomplished see what more there is you can do and kind of see what each other is up to very uh, cool as well so yeah that's that's a fun thing we got in the works right now it's also really neat you know we talked about you know partnerships as the uh, 17th point for why on earth yeah they are very focused on getting like-minded businesses together so that you know we can have a larger reach there's a front range steering committee that uh, we serve on and you know work very closely with regional businesses as well as you know international businesses through other avenues and being that it's the holiday season, there's a auction going on at 1% for the planet 
where hundreds of their member organizations have donated items that you can bid on. And there's some really cool stuff on there for you know, very reasonable amounts that all goes back to 1% for the planet. Very so, cool. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. You know, I think also it's, it's great to hear about what's going on regionally with the collaborations through the network. And it'd be fabulous to learn a little more about how we and our team can plug into that a bit more. We've got our next meeting in uh, late January, okay. so that just came on the calendar today. So we'd love to uh, get you at that. That'd I think that would, yeah, I think yeah. that would be really neat. It's a good group of folks. Great. I'm sure yeah. you're familiar with a lot of them already. So maybe yeah, yeah. it'd be fun, Mike. It'd be a nice way to network some more. Well, uh, what do you think? Should we do a little walk around tour? Yeah, let's do it. Great. Um, yeah. Where do you want to start? Um, I mean, we, I think everybody's got a pretty good view of this area. Yeah, I'm gonna get behind the camera All now. Right. So. Here we go. <laughs> this is also our global headquarters. Behind the, this little hallway over here is all of our offices. Um, this is where we run marketing, sales, um, events, normally events that is, and uh, all the logistics and operations for the company. So we use this showroom um, as a way to try out marketing concepts, new displays, to show our retail partners how the brand can live and breathe in a physical space. And typically, as Aaron was mentioning, we usually do a ton of events in here. We have a monthly event series where we bring people together, our ambassadors, other organizations we work with, to have educational series, tales of adventure, and find ways. To, we always have a nonprofit partner around those as well. So really looking forward to, for those days to come back. We can get about 100 people in here, and then this is a good little days for uh, presentations. But. Uh, for the most part at this point, it's uh, our selling area. And you know, this is a look at some of our older goggles. Um, these are our sale products right now and have taken a focal point as we're coming into the holiday season. And as we kind of pan around here, you'll see some of our displays. Um, you know, being from Colorado as a brand and a lot of us as individuals, um, we've really taken elements from nature here. Uh, all of our displays are going to be uh, wood and cold rolled steel um, and backdrops that feature, you know, mountainscapes from the lands that we love. Over here we have some of our more performance styles as well as our auto sun uh, glasses which are polarized and photochromic. So you're going to change tint throughout the day so you only need one pair of shades if you're fly fishing, trail running, things along those lines. And you'll see a much larger focus on goggles right now than typically as uh, the resorts are starting to open up, snow's starting to fly here, and we're all getting super stoked and hoping it's a big winter to come. So this is a few of our hatchet goggles, feature our rail lock system that allow to slide in like this. Great for the backcountry, you can stay up for a little extra venting. And then very similar, You're going to be editing this a little bit, right? No, it's okay. okay no, we're going to keep rolling. We'll move on it's to very, auto sun. <laughs> and then also our automatic lens. So like the auto sun on the sunglass side, this lens is going to transition. It's polarized and photochromic, so perfect for, you know, when it's sunny in the morning, snowstorm rolls in, you know, one lens for every condition. Best lens I've ever used. So. Wow. Good little product plug. That's great. That's exciting. <laughs> And then as we follow around, you're going to see, you know, more of our goggle line along the walls here. Some more sunglass displays.
These are going to be some of our newer, more fashion-focused displays that greet you as you come in the store. And then some of the uh, homemade displays that we've built here that really tie the brand together, that uh, leverage the materials and you know, design inspiration that uh, you know, we, we focus on. But you know, the, the vibe in here is super laid back. We've got a great team of people working in here that are always happy to explain a bit more about who we are as a brand. You know, we'd like to be more than just a you know, seller of sunglasses. You know, we, we don't want to be thought of just as a piece of plastic that you put on your face, but you know, an organization that focuses on how you can tell a story, how you can vote with your dollars, and how you can promote uh, conscientious consumerism in everyday purchases. Awesome, and what do you have uh, over here? So getting back into our sunglass line, um, these are gonna be some of our newer sports styles. And then going into some of our older styles, shields, um, more the performance side of things. And then this is kind of the bar and DJ booth <laughs> for Fabulous. our event series. Yeah, that's great. Bar and DJ booth, I gotta check that yeah, out. What about this case right here? Uh, directly in front so of the So that's going to be our more fashion focused line yeah. and you know part of the beauty and real focus of Zeal is creating that quiver killer style. So, you know, taking a pair of shades like this that is very lifestyle um, focused with you know kind of a fashion edge but adding performance attributes in it. So, this is going to look just as good at the pool, at the beach as it will, you know, on a 20-mile run. All of our glasses have ProFlex, which is a, a proprietary porous rubber. So the sweater you get, the tackier it gets, so they're always gonna stay in place. Everything's super lightweight. And then we also have a line called Z-Lite. So this infuses microscopic air bubbles. And these come in at less than an ounce with the lenses. They look really cool and they're gonna be super durable. I've you know, stepped on these, sat on them, they're gonna bounce right back into shape. So the cool part about this is, yes, they're even more functional, but by introducing that air, it, you know, it's still that plant-based material, but it's less of it. So you know, the less you put into it, the smaller the footprint's gonna be. So always looking at ways to you know, reduce our material usage and the impact of everything that we're making. That's great, Mike. And then how about over here at this island? So this is gonna be our new releases. So here you're gonna find our newest goggle. So for this season, we launched a new um, a technology called Observation Deck Technology. So ski goggles have been really focused on peripheral view you know, horizontally, but when you're skiing and snowboarding, you're looking down the mountain. So I got the idea from looking at an air traffic control tower and ship bridges you know, where the windows tilt out. And these are all structures that are designed to have you know, great visibility downwards. And physically, they're also designed to block any sort of reflection when the light's coming in. So if you look at this, it has a 10 degree angle on it, which gives you 20% more vertical field of view, which is, you know, equates to two to three turns or another rock that you might hit. And also, like when it's sunny out, sometimes you can see your cheek from light coming in, hitting your cheek and bouncing off the lens. That too is a thing of the past. So super simple ideas, like the rail lock system, the idea came from the garage door. And you know, this came from uh, seeing an air traffic control tower at the, while sitting on a tarmac. That's so clever. Could fly as well. Wow. So, Who would have thought of that? That's amazing. And then 
as well, I mentioned the seagrass material. Um, these are those new styles. They come in two styles, the Divide and Aspen. Uh, I'm not sure how well it'll show up, but if you can see this, you'll see that you can see the uh, flex of the grass within it. Yeah, and I see that. Yeah. You want to feel that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it feels yeah. very finished, you know, really well done. And, you know, to have the material story that it does, you know, that's, I'm really excited for this piece. You've seen, I've seen a lot of other recycled sunglasses that just look really rough. And, you know, if they don't have that, you know, it's a fashion accessory. So if you're not meeting people's wants and desires, then you can try all you want to reduce the footprint, but you have to, you know, kind of meet that need as well. So the, uh, the agricultural components, mm -hmm. uh, is it always going to include some hemp or does that vary sometimes? That does vary yeah. in production. The, uh, the goal is to get it to a point, you know, like in, maybe it's a pipe dream, maybe not, uh, no pun intended, but to be manufacturing them here in Colorado <laughs> with uh, agricultural hemp here. Yeah, so. that's really exciting. So you mentioned you got hemp, you've got straw. What were a couple of the other rice and flax are the flax. are the four grasses yeah. that they're using? Yeah, oh, that's super interesting. Yeah, I mean we're seeing hemp going into building materials, all kinds of different products. It's uh, it's exciting to see how that plus other uh, agricultural residues, they're sometimes called, yeah, uh, can be utilized and finding uses for what would it, you know normally be considered trash or previously considered trash is yeah. you know definitely an area we need to continue to explore. Yeah, yeah. So from here, we've got a pretty cool shot of the, uh, the what do you call it, the DJ booth? Um, <laughs> slash uh, register, slash checkout stand. So yeah, that is so fun. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I will reiterate, this is one of my favorite stores to visit, and I don't visit too many stores, I'll admit. Uh, it just has such a nice vibe in here. It's uh, It's got that kind of, home woodsy mountain cheery joyful vibe that uh, i you know I, I consider the best of colorado we really appreciate it yeah that's uh what we strive for and yeah hope folks will uh, see this and want to come in and see and learn more about what we're all about yeah that sounds great mike well it's been such a joy to be able to visit with you and uh i want to j again just remind folks uh you can go to the link in the show notes to get your 10 percent discount on these products and help support the Why on Earth community. And uh, Mike, thanks for all the work you guys are doing and all of the different uh, organizations and efforts you're supporting. And, and thanks, of course, for your support directly to the Why on Earth community. And uh, before we sign off for today, I just want to uh, ask you if there's anything else you'd like to say, you know, in general or to the Why on Earth community in particular, it'd be great. Well, really appreciate the interest. Appreciate everyone's time listening to this. Hopefully. Uh, you guys get inspired by the work that Why on Earth does and are finding ways to incorporate their principles in your daily life. Wonderful. Thanks, Mike. Awesome. The Why on Earth Community Stewardship and Sustainability podcast series is hosted by Aaron William Perry, author, thought leader, and executive consultant. The podcast and video recordings are made possible by the generous support of people like you. To sign up as a daily, weekly, or monthly supporter, please visit whyonearth.org support. Support packages start at just $1 per month. The podcast series is also sponsored by several corporate and organization sponsors. You can get discounts on their products and services using the code whyonearth, 
all one word with a Y. These sponsors are listed on the whyonearth.org backslash support page. If you found this particular podcast episode especially insightful, informative, or inspiring, please pass it on and share it with a friend whom you think will also enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. And thank you for being a part of the Why on Earth community.